All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Weekly Rundown. Hello, hello. I'm Tracy. And I'm Will. And Will has a story for you guys. I do have a story. It's not too crazy of a story, but we did go to our first Greenville Drive game on Saturday night. We did. It was lots of fun. Lots of fun. Uh, But I did get hit in the head with a baseball. (laughs) That makes it sound worse than it was. It's not funny that he got hit, but... No, but... It's just like... And I really enjoyed the Greenville Drive. Great game. It was a great game. Great atmosphere. Um, But we were sitting... um, How do you describe where we were sitting? We were like off of the side of right field okay. and we weren't even sitting when you got hit we were standing with a group of friends and the ball came and it bounced like multiple times and i saw it's like a pinball machine like ricocheted off different surfaces and then hit will in the back of the head in the back of the head i mean it didn't hit me if it had hit me straight out of the air oh my air, gosh that'd be bad that would have been bad i was fortunate it hit several other things first and it just kind of bumped me but i was surprised because i saw it coming and I was like, oh, that's not going to hit me. And then all of a sudden, I felt something hit the back of my head. And I was like, whoa, what in the world? Just got hit with a baseball. So yeah, that was Will's first experience at the Greenville Drive. Loved it. But it was it was great. <laughs> we will be back. Um, but yeah, that was what we were up to this weekend. Welcome to Greenville Might, your one-stop shop for all things happening in Greenville including but not limited to new and noteworthy happenings, delicious foods we've tried, events coming up this week, and of course, the stories behind your favorite businesses around town. I'm Will. And I'm Tracy. And this is The Weekly Rundown. Okay, starting us off, I have got some notable news for everybody. And it's talking about the wetlands at Unity Park. Well, did you know that there were wetlands at Unity Park? Because I personally had no idea. I personally don't exactly know what people are referring to when they say wetland. What is the difference between a wetland and a swamp? They're basically the same thing. A swamp is a type of wetland. Uh, I searched the definition of a wetland, and it's just land that is saturated by water. Okay. That's a wetland, which makes sense. Pretty broad. Is our backyard a wetland after it rains really hard? Because water definitely sits back there. Probably. I guess, yeah. Our yard's probably a wetland A temporary wetland. A temporary wetland. But the city of Greenville is actually setting out to preserve and protect eight acres of wetlands at Unity Park. So, back in September, Greenville City Council unanimously approved over $2 million in private donations to preserve and protect these areas. And the number has grown up to $20 million of donations, which is crazy. And this is from individuals, foundations, and corporate partners. So BMW has the highest donation, I've heard, at $1.25 million towards preserving the wetlands. Wow. People are really intent on preserving these wetlands. Yeah. I know they're really important for the environment, but I didn't realize how important. I had no idea either. And Duke Energy is also contributing $500,000 and C. Dan Joyner is contributing $100,000. Wow. Yeah. So the project includes a lot of different things, one of them being a Duke Energy outdoor classroom um, and a boardwalk providing new public access to the currently overlooked and unapproachable wetlands. Obviously overlooked because I I didn't even know they were there and I go to Unity Park all the time. But once completed, the area will serve as an outdoor classroom for educating the public about the important environmental contribution of wetlands. 
and the need to preserve them. There will also be three overlooks and a series of low-impact boardwalks providing visitors unique vantage points to learn about the native species and wildlife that live in this unique and critical ecosystem. And the wetlands, that's where the Reedy River, it used to run through there before it was diverted, right? Yeah, it did. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, the city of Greenville states that the wetlands serve as a beautiful, natural focus point in Unity Park and are important to the health and prosperity of communities. So they help in flood abatement, naturally filter harmful pollutants from water, they store carbon and keep it from being released as a greenhouse gas, and provide visitors an opportunity to enjoy diverse plant and animal life while learning about wetland habitats uh, and the species that live there. So that's pretty cool. And it is set to open next month. That's crazy. I feel like I didn't even know this was happening. And all of a sudden, they're ready to go. It's like, boom, it's happening. I know. And so I looked at a map. And so if you're at Unity Park and you're at the Commons, the wetlands are like behind the parking lot to the Commons and behind the playground at Unity Park. So on the other side, basically, as you're driving into Unity Park to go park at the Commons, they'd be on your right. Yes, exactly. So... Next time you're there, take a little peek at them. See the little boardwalks being Jump built. Jump in those wetlands. I wonder if you will be able to jog through there. I wonder I if they'll so. connect it to the swamp rabbit. They should. Yeah. That would be fun. Love to jog through some wetlands. But I just think it's really cool, and I'm excited to see what it looks like. All right, next up, we're going to be talking about some fun facts about Greenville. This week, we're zooming in on Marinox White. We have somewhat of a Marinox White expert in the house, in Tracy. Oh, it's you. Okay. She's been researching Marinox White all week. So it's a lot of pressure. This might turn into a biography at some point. Not exactly sure. Keep you posted on that. So uh, Marinox White, he has been in office since what year, Tracy? 1995. 1995. And mayoral terms are four years. So that means he's been reelected at least five or six times at this point. Lots of Marinox White fans out there. You can fact check me on that later. Not a big math guy. I was a creative writing major in college, but I do know people love Mary Knox White and he's done lots of cool stuff. And so Tracy, <laughs> take us through the timeline of Mayor Knox White's tenure. What kind of city did he inherit in 1995? And then what did he do with that city? Yeah. Give us the rundown. Yep. So like you said, Mayor Knox White has served as mayor since 1995, and his tenure as mayor has been defined by neighborhood revitalization, economic development, and transformational projects for downtown. So over the past two decades, Greenville has earned national acclaim for its livability and pro-business environment and has become an award-winning destination. But it wasn't always like that, like you said. And in 1995, they had a long way to go. Many of the key assets people enjoy now simply just weren't there. The Poinsett Hotel was boarded up. The Reedy River Waterfall was covered by a four-lane highway. Downtown was a place you just didn't go, mm. which is crazy because now people flock there. They had the Hyatt in the Peace Center, but nothing in between. Uh, and there were never any tourists. They weren't on any best of lists, but there was a lot of potential. And Mayor Knox White knew that. So what did he do? Well, they had a group of urban planners down to Greenville in 1997. And they gave Mayor Knox White some hard truth. They told him, Downtown Greenville doesn't have a bad personality or image, but it just doesn't have a strong image that is clearly defined or identifiable. Basically, Greenville was meh. It was meh. Man, that's harsh. Um, So, Mayor Knox White, he took that information and he did a couple of things. 
First things he did, he added lights to the trees downtown. Baller move. Baller move. Still there to this day. They look great. He looked to preserve historic buildings and also filled the main street with public art. So that was a great start. Urban planners, they came back. They were like, this is great. You need something bigger. You need something bigger because we got to get people to Greenville. So they thought about adding the typical stuff in aquarium. I still don't think that's a bad idea. Or maybe a Ferris wheel. They came straight back from Myrtle Beach, obviously. They went to Myrtle. They're like, you need an aquarium, a Ferris wheel, and several Krispy Kremes, and you'll be on your way. Talk about personality. Myrtle Beach. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So they decided against those two things, and they realized something. I just, I wonder what this moment was like of realization, and it was that Greenville, they already had what they needed, and that was a waterfall in the center of downtown. Mm. And it had been hidden for 40 years. And well, what waterfall are we talking about? There's only one that I know of in downtown Greenville. And it is at Falls Park. Is at Falls Park. <laughs> yeah. So most people had actually forgotten about the waterfall, but not the Carolina Foothills Garden Club and the president at the time, Harriet Weish. Who was a baller. Who was a baller. And we're going to talk about her and her husband another time. They are connected to the Weish Pavilion. We'll leave it at that. But anyways... We've talked about the Carolina Foothills Garden Club. We've talked about Falls Park before, but we haven't talked about Mayor Knox White and Harriet Weish and all the hoops they had to jump through to create Falls Park. And honestly, I think Falls Park is the heartbeat of Greenville. And so for sure, this is like super important. So basically, the bridge that went over Falls Park was actually not owned by the city of Greenville. It was owned by the state highway department. So that was the first hoop they had to jump through. They were like, Mm -hmm. we need the deed to this bridge so that we can knock it down. So they got through that hoop. But after that, they had to convince the city because it was not going to be cheap. And if you've listened to our podcast about Falls Park, it was going to cost $13 million to create a park around a waterfall people had never seen. Just one thing that comes to mind here. They raised $20 million in private donations for the wetlands, but Falls Park was $13 million? That is interesting. Very interesting. Maybe but we'll come back to inflation. that. inflation. You have to think. This is 20 years ago. That's true. Okay. So. Continue. Anyways. Yeah, they had to convince all the people. And it was a tough sell. But they were eventually able to create a vision and show people what it would look like. And it began to change people's minds. And so the city council ended up voting in February 2001. And they voted to remove the bridge, obviously. So they ended up taking apart the bridge piece by piece and uncovered the beautiful falls. And now Falls Park is really the centerpiece of Greenville. So I just thought it was really interesting to just take a trip back to Mayor Knox White's early years as mayor and see the path he had to take to revitalize Greenville and how it started. And I really feel like Falls Park was the start of it all. And since then, we've seen, you know, the Swamp Rabbit Trail, Unity Park, Fleur Field. Greenville has just come to life. And it hasn't been easy. It's been a lot of work and a lot of planning. And so for sure, I just thought this was interesting that those urban planners, they came in, they're like, your city needs personality. And Mary Knox White was like, okay, I'm going to find my city's personality. And he really did. He did. I know his resume as mayor is pretty incredible. All the things that he's overseen uh, from what you're talking about between Falls Park and Unity Park and the Swamp Rabbit Trail and... Field. It's been really cool. And he is up for re-election this year in the fall. Yeah, there are some people running against him. So 
Do your research. We'll see what happens. But Mary Knox White has done a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> Are you like telling people who to vote for? I'm not campaigning for Mary Knox White necessarily. I'm just saying pretty sweet pedigree. That's true. He's got a he's got a tough resume to beat. And we are moving on to everybody's favorite segment, and that is Eats and Treats. And today we're talking about probably Will's favorite place to get lunch other than like Chick-fil-A. Wow. <laughs> That's an elite category. <laughs> I'm Thanks. just kidding. You Will make goes, me sound really cool. Will goes <laughs> to a lot of places. But today we're talking about Sully's Steamers. Sully's is one of my favorite places to get lunch. Sully's always slaps. It does. It slaps. So yeah, well, why do you love Sully's so much? I think Sully's was one of my first restaurant introductions in Greenville. And when I came here as a student, I remember we went late at night one time, which Sully's is kind of a late night hot bagel place, as well as it's a also- lunchtime <laughs> hot bagel place. And also a breakfast. Hot bagel place. <laughs> They have it all over there at Sully's. They do have hot steamed bagels. So what what is your go-to? Well, what's the go-to bagel sandwich that you get? Oh, and if you're, maybe people don't know what Sully's is. Can yeah. Can you kind of already say that? So Sully's is hot steamed bagels. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, well, what hot steamed bagel do you normally get? I normally get the Ridgeline, which is super tasty. It's got turkey and tomatoes and lettuce, and sprouts, and cheese, and cream cheese. Vegan cream cheese, actually, funnily enough. No, it's not vegan. Yeah, it is. Veggie. What? It's veggie cream cheese. What's the difference? (laughs) You can be vegetarian, but not vegan. Oh, so it's still made of milk? I was under the impression it was time, made of oat milk or all something. All this time, Will thought he was eating vegan cream cheese is actually Man. veggie cream cheese. Well, I'm not staunchly vegan or anything, so... Well, you, your sandwich has like a lot of other animal If I was, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I guess there wouldn't really be a lot of point of putting vegan cream cheese on a meat bagel sandwich, would there? No. Well, to each their own. Anyways, <laughs> veggie cream cheese... No matter if it's vegan or veggie, it's delicious. Okay. I love that steam bagel. Yeah. Mainly, I just want cream cheese on it because the way it melts with the meats and everything. Yeah. So good. Ooh. It looks really good. I don't get that one. I have gotten several different things. I've tried their Nacho Maximus, which Ooh. is turkey, cheddar, lettuce, honey mustard, parm, peppercorn, and Doritos, which everybody knows Doritos on a sandwich just brings it up to a whole nother level. The other day, I got the Hulk, which was turkey, pepperoni, salami, onions, provolone, cheddar, and Italian. Yum. So there's a lot going on in the Hulk. There's a lot of meat, but it was honestly maybe my favorite thing I've ever had at Sully's. Is that going to be your new go-to? I think it might be. But Sully's is delicious. It's fast. All they have are chips for sides, but like, what else do you need? Also, they have cookies, and we got a cookie the other day, and that Very was good. good. And they also have several locations now. So they have one downtown Greenville. They have one in Simpsonville. They have one in Malden. They're like all over the place. They're popping up everywhere. Obviously, we've been to the one downtown. But the Malden one was like nice. They had cornhole in the back. Really nice, nice outdoor seating. Plenty of indoor seating. Yeah, it was awesome. Will, do you have some reviews for us? I do have some reviews for us. This one is from Andrew three months ago. He says, creative menu of, quote, 
in New York bagel shop style sandwiches with a twist. They are steamed rather than toasted. So hot steamed bagels. There you go. If you're skeptical, trust me, it works. Quick, not fast. Food in a laid back atmosphere with outstanding counter style service. If you're reading this review, stop now and just go check it out. And by the way, Sully's did respond to this and said, we're definitely not a New York bagel shop and we know it. We're a steamed sandwich shop. So just FYI, if you're expecting New York style toasted boiled bagels, which is the more traditional New York style of making bagels is to boil them. These are not that. They're different. They're steamed. So And they own that. And they own that. And it's good. It is good. I love Sully's. I love Sully's. So another review, this one from Kitten Explosion. Y'all get in here and get this sandwich in your face now, all caps. This place is the bee's knees. They have lots of menu choices, and everything I've had is just the best. No fries, only chips and cookies as options for a side, but that's fine. True. Because they focus on making the best bagel, and let me tell you, it is. And then Steph says, what a strange but delicious combination. The service was fast, and I really enjoyed a fast dinner. Highly recommend this place. Okay, but it's not really that strange. It's not really that strange. I just think steamed bagels, if you haven't had one, it's just different than what you're used to. Okay. Because most people probably are used to a toasted bagel. And so steamed bagels, they're more soft. Yeah. And how else do you describe them? Melty? Melty. Soft and melty. Soft and melty. Soft and melty. I don't know if I describe. I think you just nailed it. They're hot steamed bagels. Yeah. What else do we need to say? That's all you need to know. Okay. Okay. On to the next one. Well, there you have it. I mean, if you haven't been to Sully's, go to Sully's. Go pop over there. Go get lunch. Get a Nacho Maximus. Do it. If you're on your way to work right now, turn around and go to Sully's. Go get a breakfast sandwich. Moving on. We're going to talk about a hidden gem. What I think is a hidden gem. Is this a new segment? It's a new segment. Yeah, it's our hidden gem segment. I love that. And it's a donut place. Maybe you know about it. Maybe you don't. I don't think it gets as much buzz as it deserves. No, it's very buzzworthy. It's so buzzworthy. So, well, what are we talking about? We're talking about Lickin' Good Donuts in Simpsonville. And we've been very familiar with Lickin' Good for a long time years. now. Many years. Will and I, we went to Presbyterian College it's in Clinton, South Carolina, for those of you that may not know. And we got a new donut shop in town in Clinton. Anytime there's something new in Clinton, you're like, what is that? We got to go because it's a small town. There's not too many places. And this place was none other than Lickin' Good Donuts. Their first location. Their first location in Clinton. I mean, they should have had a city parade. (laughs) They should have. And I'm going to be honest, when I first saw Lickin' Good, I was like, I just don't know how good it can be. Like, I love Clinton, but it's such a small town. I was like, I don't know if these donuts, you know, what they're in taste like, but amazing. So good. These donuts are so good. They're glazed all of them are glazed. It doesn't matter what donut you get, right? Aren't all of them glazed? You get a chocolate ice, there's glaze all over that donut. You get blueberry glazed. You get apple fritter glazed. Very sweet. Yeah, they're definitely on the sweet side. They are. But anyways, a year ago, Will and I were looking for donut spots around Greenville and we came across this place that was just called Donuts Online. It's actually in Simpsonville. And we roll up there and on the door it says, Lickin' Good Donuts. We're like, no way. No way. This is the same place. We walk into that building, same family. 
Are they at two places at once? I don't know. I don't know. Who's manning the one in Clinton now? I think they've passed that one off. Maybe they passed that one off. They're franchising this place. So Lickin' Good Donuts is 926 Northeast Main Street, Simpsonville. Over by Chick-fil-A. Over at Chick-fil-A, Food Lion. And I'm just telling you, you've got to go. You have to go. People should go try this. And let us know what you think. I think they're phenomenal. Their prices are unbeatable. Oh, yeah. Their prices are cheaper than common chains like Dunkin' and Krispy Kreme. Go get a dozen for like a good price, a great price. Oh, yeah. If you have ever been to, I'm trying to think, how would you describe their donuts? It's it's just very much like a classic local donut shop that you might find in a strip mall because it is kind of in a strip mall and it's not like artisan donuts it's just like your simple donut but it's delicious it's light it's airy it's glazy like i said like a glass case with all the donuts in front you know it's that kind of place right it's that kind of donuts are like 75 cents it's that kind of place slaps it slaps and that's what we have for you for our hidden gem this week All right, next up, we've got another new segment. And this one is because Ruby is passionate about her own list of favorite places in Greenville because not all places in Greenville allow dogs. And so Ruby's working to switch that around. But in the meantime, she wants to focus on her favorite dog-friendly coffee shops in the upstate. Yeah, Ruby put together this list this week and we're going to call it Ruby's Roundup. I love that. Well, what's on the list? What coffee shops are allowing dogs? A lot of the notable ones. Here's a list of coffee shops around Greenville, which are all dog friendly when it comes to their outdoor area. (laughs) So So, maybe this doesn't count. Ruby would like to be indoors at some point, but she's fine with outdoors for now. She's taking what she can get. So we've got Cohesive Coffee, got Grateful Brew over on Pleasantburg Drive, Uh, Methodical Coffee, all their locations. Coffee and dog lovers alike are welcome to enjoy a cuppa. Don't know what that is. With their pup <laughs> at the seating areas outside. Go find out. Uh, Mountain Goat Coffee. Scandy Tiny Coffee. Cozy up next to the fire pit or lounge on the lawn. We have a feeling your dog will be happy with either. That is true. Ruby does love to lounge. She's lounging as we speak right now five feet from us. With her head totally hanging off the chair. And all the blood is rushing to it, I'm sure. Don't know how she's doing that. Anyways. And the Village Grind. Covered patio is a perfect spot for you and your pup to enjoy a coffee break. So there you go. There's a list of a bunch of coffee shops in Greenville you can bring your dog to. And I'm sure there's more out there. Ruby will find them eventually. Yeah, she's new to this whole journalism thing. Thanks for that list. Last up for today, we have got some events for your week slash weekend. So first up, it is Greenville Fashion Week. If you are unfamiliar, Greenville Fashion Week features local and national designers along with local retailers. So each year, Greenville Fashion Week produces an experience full of events and premier runway shows, enabling designers to collaborate with seasoned stylists, makeup artists, models, and photographers to present their collections in the most professional atmosphere imaginable whoa so you can enjoy over 12 runway collections showcasing everything from local boutiques to emerging designers top dogs of greenville whoa and uh, there'll be special entertainment a photo booth a cash bar and more and you can get tickets to the various shows throughout the week on the greenville fashion week website Ticket prices do vary, and the event is taking place at Fleur Field. And then Thursday through Saturday, it's the Quilt Fest 
at the Greenville Convention Center, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day, all about quilts and the newest quilting techniques in the industry. And you can shop a bunch of aisles of the Merchants <laughs> Mall for quilts. Nice. It's the Quilt Fest. So do it. <laughs> Go check it out. <laughs> it's $15 a ticket. Uh, also, we've got some live music happening on Friday, but what's new? You know, we've got live music at Noma Square starting at 5.30. We're trying to make it to one of these. We haven't been yet. We're going to go. <laughs> and there's also live music at Fireforge on Friday. So from 7 to 9 p.m., you can see the Brian Ashley Jones Trio performing there. Sounds like a good time. Heard he's a soulful singer. I heard that too. That's the word on the street. Blues and country tunes. Lastly, Friday, April 21st, Conesty Nature Preserve is hosting their second annual Great Blue Gathering, a celebration of all things local and natural. Great blue because blue is a natural color. And that's facts. Like the ocean. True. In the sky. You're right. That's probably why it's called that. Yep. That's probably what I'm thinking. Uh, It's their signature fundraising event of the year. So all proceeds are going to benefit the Conesty Nature Preserve's mission to provide inclusive opportunities for meaningful connection, discovery, and education in nature. There's going to be baby goats and rescued wildlife there. It's going to be from 5.30 to 8 p.m., 90 bucks a ticket, which includes full dinner in the meadow. Can't beat that. With multiple entree options, open beer and wine bar, Samples and experiences with a dozen local vendors. Live music by Tuba Gin. Okay, Tuba Gin. They're everywhere. Fireside drinks and desserts and access to the silent auction. So grab your ticket on Conesty's website. It's going to be a banger. Go see some baby goats. Baby goats and Tuba Gin. Sounds pretty awesome. It's my favorite combo in Greenville. Yeah, (laughs) best combo. Baby goats and Tuba Gin. Okay, well, that's it for the events for the weekend. And that's it for this week's rundown. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. Please remember to tell your friends, shoot us a five-star rating down in whatever app you're using. We're also on Google Podcasts now. If that's your favorite platform and you've been sacrificing to join us on some other platform, you're welcome. You're welcome. So go listen on Google Podcasts. Go listen on Google Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating there. Follow us on Instagram at Greenville Mike, all one word. And that's it. So thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you have an amazing week. Tune in next Monday and we will see you soon. Bye. See ya.